0: This is podcast number 399, and I am Libya, your host, and this week we
1: have returning guests.
3: Hey, this is Peter from West Hollywood.
1: This is Allison, and I write reviews for Wadenopolis.
2: This is Tom. I'm an executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles.
1: And we
0: have the news. Uh, First up in the news is that A million little things has been picked up for a full season at ABC, bringing it to a total of 17 episodes. The Connors has one episode added to bring it to its full season. I guess they're doing 11 episodes for the Connors. ABC has also ordered more scripts for the Rookie. Kids are all right splitting up together, and also ABC or not ABC, CBS All Access has added Star Trek: The Animated Series called Lower Decks which will start in January, I guess. I don't know how long it takes to make an animated series, so I don't have an idea of when that's going to actually air. Right. Usually it
2: takes about six months per episode.
0: Oh, good Lord, that's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see that sometime in the way distant future. All right, Tom, do you have some news?
2: Yes, NBC has set the two-hour timeless finale for December 20th. Netflix has picked up Atypical for Season 3, And Hulu has hired Jessica Williams, formerly of The Daily Show, to star in their anthology series based on the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral.
0: They're doing an anthology series based on four—never mind. (laughs) I was just like, (laughs) my brain is going to break. I'm not even going to dig deep into that. All right, so let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about The Walking Dead, and uh, this is probably the second-to-last episode that I'm going to be discussing The Walking Dead on this podcast. (laughs) That is my prediction, Uh, because so goes Rick Grimes, so goes his audience. Um, But this is episode... No, I think I have two more, because we're going to talk about episode three, which was Warning Signs, Uh, and this episode, basically, it had some really good, heartfelt Grimes family moments, which I adored, and all that stuff was really, really great. The only problem i had was all this stuff where uh daryl is talking about how rick doesn't listen to him and i'm like uh he's listening to you right now and then maggie's like like the whole bit where maggie and daryl find the culprit that's been killing people and i'm so sorry allison that your heartthrob got zombified in the opening (laughs) credits
1: (laughs) That was a waste of some (laughs) really good beefcake. I'm sorry. It really was. But
0: uh, the the big mystery was who is killing all these saviors, and you're not sure who it is. And then the reveal is that it's actually the people from Oceanside. And, I mean, they legit have a reason to want to kill the uh, saviors because the saviors came in and killed all the males over the age of 10 in their community. And they've said it, they've given lip service to it, but this was the episode where they actually saw how it was affecting them and how angry they were and all of that. And then they have this moment where they're like, well, since Maggie hung Gregory, that gave us permission to kill people that we hate too. And like, she set off a bomb without realizing it. And I thought that her reaction should have been, she should have been appalled or scared or shocked or any of those things. But instead it's like, Them killing a bunch of saviors gave her the courage to go and try try to kill Negan. And I was like, that response doesn't even make any sense to me. So I just, I'm not feeling that storyline at all. And then to have Rick trying to communicate with people and everybody sat. So now you have the Oceansiders and the Hilltop people against Rick. And I just, I don't have patience for it. It's driving me nuts. Like, that I don't like. I don't like that storyline. It doesn't feel organic. It feels very written. And, it feels very
1: forced, it does. Yeah,
0: and because I feel like, we, it's like... It's like they're assuming we didn't watch the first six, seven seasons of the show and know how close Rick and Daryl and Maggie are to each other to believe that they would all conspire against Rick. Just, it doesn't feel right and if he gets killed because of this, I will lose my mind. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Just like it, they are a family and all of a sudden they're not just doesn't work. Um, I like all the building stuff that they're doing, trying to build a community and showing how everybody's grown, how technology, like all of that stuff works. And if they could just get past this goofy storyline of, of, and, and and I don't even want to say that Maggie's quest for revenge against Negan is goofy, but how they're doing it, especially in this episode, felt wonky. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay, Allison, your turn.
1: know, you said a lot of the same things that I felt, too. I mean, where it came to, to Maggie allowing the, the Savior to be killed, I could understand that because the, the woman had legit reasons for revenge and and maggie has is feeling the same things toward negan so i could see her making that decision it's a bad decision ultimately because it undermines uh, a sense of a rule of law which is exactly what she's trying to to start in her official capacity right um so it you know the two really don't go together but nevertheless we're we're supposed to believe that her need to to wreak vengeance is going to short circuit everything else we've known about her which is that she's an extremely responsible leader personality um who who considers the group before she does anything so i i get i i get the exact same uh feeling from this is that it's a manufactured problem i realize that they were left with having to write Rick out, you know, whether they wanted to or not, he was going to go. But I don't think that the way they're doing it is, is remotely artful or, or consistent with the characters that we've come to know. They're reaching for it because they, they have to, but it's not, it's not happening in any kind of organic way.
0: Well, if they're creating conflict between characters who've been friends forever. And it doesn't quite make sense. It like, we've seen them get through stuff that's way worse than this and mm-hmm. figure out a way to talk to each other because that's what family does. They talk to each other and everything that's happening now is them not talking to
1: each other. And, and just making stupid decisions that serve where they need to go in the storyline, but don't serve logically the plot. Yes. So it's, yeah, But I I have to
0: say that I really, really enjoyed the Grimes family happy times and that Rick and Michonne have decided that they want to have a baby and all of that, the discussion about it, the, the, them just having a picnic and just doing all of that stuff made me super happy and I know it's all going to be terribly ripped away later, but I'm actually glad that we got those moments. So. Yeah, well
1: I'm I'm pretty sure that it's going to end with her being pregnant with Rick's child. So there's a bit of Rick that go- gets to go on, but you know, it's it's eh. I, I don't know it was this that's not to enough to me, keep me watching the show no no not, not at, all. at all not at all but I mean <laughs> the storyline wise I, I could see exactly that that's where they were going and it just seemed a little cliche to me because oh that's what they're gonna do with this story the only thing that I'm, I'm actually really kind of invested in um is what's going on between Father Gabriel and the uh the what's her oh, name the garbage the, lady yeah, yeah, yeah. because all of that is fascinating I want to know who these people are right who sti- I mean what everybody else else is reduced to, to riding horses and things like that and they still have Helicop- uh, a helicopter so right. I want and she's talking about well you can come with me to this place and it'll be better than you ever imagined it's like okay how come this is so secret uh you know so I'm and, and the way she treated him at the end when she knocked him out and then said to him I, I would have thought you were a bee I want to know what an A and a B is. <laughs> I do
0: too. Yeah, I do too. But so I don't, that I actually. freaking
1: me in more than the rest of the story. I was
0: really upset with uh, Gabriel trusting her. Like, I was like, dude, she's like, the fact that he even started a relationship with her is crazy. But then once he started following her to some crazy place and then saw her talking on a radio to some mysterious person, revealing himself and then being like, well, I'm going to have to tell Rick. And I'm like, and now she's going to have to kill you. <laughs> i was like what is wrong yeah with it, you? Was, it was
1: predictable but then you know <laughs> father gabriel has a history of making bad decisions so well, he's gotten this is
0: better kind of par for the course no he's gotten better but yeah that totally sucked all right let's move on that you're right that's probably the most interesting thing that's happening um all right next up we're going to talk about doctor who in the big uh rosa parks episode that everybody's been talking about and my question i'll start with uh tom so does this episode deserve the hype
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right. <laughs> I,
2: I loved it. Um, to take a story that's fairly familiar to at least most Americans, but considering that most Brits might know, not know of the significance, but they didn't pull their punches. Um, and the last shot, you know, the horrified look on, is it Graham? Is he the grandfather?
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: The horrified look on his face because they think that oh, we, if we do X, Y, and Z, you know, we'll we'll keep the timeline straight, and then realizing they have to be part of why she gets arrested.
0: Right, right, right. Ugh. He was he was really just like I don't want to be here. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, it was just <laughs> I thought they were I thought initially they were going to make him be the bus driver.
0: Oh, make him have to yeah, that drive the bus to me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: but yeah. they had a more but it was a great episode. Um, and boy. I tell you, I'm totally digging her as the doctor. I just part of her part of uh, her mannerisms remind me a little bit of David Tennant, which is not a bad thing because he's probably my favorite of the recent doctors. But she's terrific. I mean, I think she hasn't skipped a beat slipping into you know the doctor's proverbial shoes.
0: I saw somebody ask uh, legit ask this question like they didn't know. And they were like, "Well, were the the racists weren't that bad in the south, right?" I mean, Dr. Who's over exaggerating and I was like, "Oh, my oh God. no." Good Lord. <laughs> I was like, "No, nah, that's that's pretty I was like the only thing they didn't do was actually show somebody get beat down like
1: that's the only thing they avoided yeah, they was the actual they, they violence. They avoided a lynching or anything like that. But right. I mean, it was, it was horrible. It was, I, I think people nowadays have, have very little idea, even even Americans have very little idea of exactly how horrifying it was. Right. And so I, I like the fact that they they were as brutal as they were. I mean, they have to, they, they can't go all the way and show the, you know, people actually being murdered. But they for, for the show that it is I thought that they were really honest I mean the, the racism was, was Appropriately ugly mm-hmm. um, And uh, You know I, I thought that they did a great job As far as that was concerned
0: All Right uh, Peter did you not see the episode No I didn't see it but I know
3: that you were nervous Because you were afraid It was going to be that the doctor Is the one who tells Rosa Parks That she should can't stay on, Since, the, um, yeah, stay on the, bus. the bus. Yeah, no. I was afraid Staying it in was going to be. But it's the... No, but I... well then I heard, but I heard it was their first. Um, it was their first. Is it their first female black writer on Doctor yep. Who? Is that, that what it is it? correct? So I'm assuming that's not what happened. That is not. not no,
2: that.
1: no,
3: no.
2: What's really sad is... is evidently that's only the sixth female writer they've had in 50 plus years, which is shameful. Oh, Jesus. Right. Uh, but so you
3: guys all liked it.
2: Yeah.
1: I did. I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was overall a fantastic episode. The only thing that that hit a wrong note for me was the ending, where she says, "Well, you know, she not only made a difference in the world, she made a difference in the universe." And they go and they show this random asteroid piece of belt, space rock <laughs> that's named after her. And I'm looking at this and going, "That is the most underwhelming note to end this on, possibly, picked. And and I actually even an argument with somebody online about it on a Doctor Who Well, I thought it was gonna be like, that asteroid was important, and that's why that
0: guy came back in time, where he was like, it all went wrong here, and I was like, maybe he's from wherever they named, I thought they were gonna name a planet or something after her, and like, that dude was like, from the planet, and it would explain everything, and it was like, nope, just an asteroid belt, and I was like, eh? Just just a rock in the
1: space. Just a a crummy asteroid. (laughs) I mean, really, it's like, that's it. I I would have been more impressed if they'd say, well, it, you know, it it changed the universe and showed how like humans treated other species better with more respect or something like that. But no, they show an asteroid. It's, <laughs> it's yeah,
0: yeah, it they, was very whatever. That right, was we need to move on. Right. Uh, Peter, did you had one more comment before we move on?
3: Oh no no no! I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. I just I haven't seen it.
0: All right. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Arrow very quickly. Um, I watched the second episode. And I still think everything in the prison is way more interesting than everything out. I have to say though the flash forward is starting to get interesting um, i think I'm, I'm just wondering that
2: story. how i'm wondering how long they can keep i mean it's good that they're, he's not just going to be in prison for a hot minute, but it also could get bogged down
0: but I'm enjoying that story more because the people outside I don't care about any of them anymore it's well one, there's so many new characters. I skip several seasons. So there's a bunch of new characters and and characters that I know are doing totally different things. And I'm like, I don't care about any of you people or what you're doing. Um, and so the prison story is at least interesting to me because it's more of a contained plot, you know?
2: Yeah, but I'm just, I don't know how much mileage they can get out of that. And there comes a point where I want to get kind of bored with that. If, if they stick with it too long.
0: Okay. So, um, your thoughts, any other thoughts before we move on arrow? No. All right. It wasn't a Not lot to really. talk about. All right. Next up we're going to talk about the rookie cause we've only talked about the first episode with the rookie like several times. And now we've had the second episode, uh, air and, uh, Peter it, did it hold up to the first? Or are you just as happy?
3: Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm very much, uh, enjoying, uh the rookie. I mean, of course I figured I like Nathan Fillion. But to be honest, I didn't really watch much of Castle, you know, so I was like, oh, this is fun to see an older Nathan Fillion because, you know, for me it's more like um Firefly days and everything. So but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed this and nine one one in the use of Los Angeles and um yeah. It's not like a super I don't know if I have like super big observations about the show or anything. I, I did think it was funny that this is—I don't know if this is like supposed to be his second day or something—but he keeps causing all this mayhem. Oh, and right, of course, with the cars. Every time, right, every time he gets in a car accident or hits anything, he it means to be more fair, paperwork he for him. Stuff. Like
0: he destroyed like three poli- police cars in one episode.
3: Right. Yeah. So, well, one of them wasn't really his fault.
0: Well, One
1: of them, he
3: told the guy to stop, and the guy was crazy and yeah, ran into the car. Yeah, but
1: at that point, clear, that he had
3: already
0: destroyed two other cars, so I think he would have been more careful about where he parked the car. That's all I'm saying.
3: Well, I, I guess so, yeah. yeah um, I but no, 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 I enjoy
0: Yeah, I enjoy it. The only thing I would
3: say, and you've told me this off-podcast, is I'm not really invested in the will-they-won't-they, they, well, actually- Well, it's not real, even a will-they-won't-they.
0: They. They're yeah, already a will-they, right?
3: Or, it's the will their relationship keep going, and right. I don't really-
0: Air. I, Funny, I don't Christ think it like, should. Well, I actually don't think it should because the other cop has a point that she if yeah, if um, anybody finds out that she's in a relate, the two rookies are in a relationship, it's going to ruin the woman's chances, her reputation, and it won't bother Nathan Fillion's reputation at all. Uh, and yeah, so, no, I, yeah, I
3: agree. And so, yeah, I I don't know why.
0: I just and, and it's weird because I
3: like those. I think it's a classic TV thing where I. I like those two characters. I don't know if I necessarily care about them as a relationship. Oh, no, I don't at
0: make- all. And I'm the shipper. I'm the one that ships everybody. And I think part of it is because they start the, the show with them already together. So there was no investment. So they're already together. And you see them together. And you're like, eh, eh okay, whatever. And everybody <laughs> keeps telling them that they need to break up. And they're like, well, eh, So, yeah, I have, I'm of the, yes, let's break them up so we can see as we learn the characters who should actually be together. I feel like that's more interesting to see, like, which characters actually gravitate towards each other. Because I actually think what's going to end up happening is the the woman that's with Nathan Fillion, that rookie, I think she's going to be with a terrible cop who's so mean to her. I feel like that has more room to grow and that could be way more interesting than her with name well, although
3: we're already seeing and I don't know if this is a, a matter of the pilot from going from the pilot to going from when they got a full you know, when they got their the show picked up. But like he's already pretty revised in the second episode that he's more they they're really emphasizing that he's really trying to train her and stuff more than he's a racist jerk. Like it right. feels well, like they, they
0: actually fight. made it clear that he wasn't a racist jerk by the end of the first episode. Uh, in the first episode, he was
3: pretty racist. Well, he the, he was like, doing I mean, that. Uh, to, he was doing that
0: to uh, rattle her. I, it was yes. more to rattle so, her I mean, than yeah. anything. I didn't actually believe he was a racist. I just believed he was screwing with her head, which is what he was trying um, to do.
3: Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, but 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 I thought also saddling her with the guy who basically is like. He's the guy who's just – he's waiting for his – he's just waiting for the for clock to run retirement, right. The retirement, which is – which actually I thought they gave him a good moment because it's easy to make him kind of an idiot. And they gave him the moment where he's like, well, look, you know, I like – he's at a point in his life where he wants to be with his family. And right. he's just not that kind of cop anymore. And so I actually thought at the end – because remember, they're like, oh, we need to go save the uh, – there's the terrible guy who's keeping the women hostage in the basement. I was like, oh, they're gonna kill him. And it's like the, the one moment where he does. Because remember, she's like, well, I'm gonna go, whether or not you come with me. And he does. I totally thought they're gonna kill him. Uh, which but, I like, but I like.
0: But I like that, that he quickly volunteered to stay to stay with the prisoners. He's like, I got it. He, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll
3: stay with them. But no, no, it's very much an enjoyable show. Yeah. I mean, of the two new LA shows, I prefer 911 because I I just really enjoy.
0: All oh, and one has stuff, had but... way more episodes too. Oh, rookie's only good. on episode 2. you
3: know what? It, right, because I just started. I just caught up this summer, so that's right. why. But but you know, no, But I am
0: yeah, thumbs up, rookie. Yeah, I like it. It's All fun. Right. Yeah. Next up, we're gonna talk about the Flash, uh, and this is our what third episode with um, third episode was with Nora. Is Nora in it. Oh yeah, yes, she is a hundred percent in the show.
3: She's in the credits, man. Well, because I heard this episode was more about um, Cisco. And I was like, man, I don't know if
2: I care about that. Um, Um, It does have a Cisco. You sum up up the problem with this episode. The Cisco stuff was
0: terrible. It It did have some boring Cisco bits, but Nora, it was a big Nora learning episode. She She had a lot of stuff to learn about, you know, coming up with a plan. Her dad was really good with take a moment think about the problem, come up with a solution, make sure you think it works before, you know, you act. Because she did something crazy at the beginning of the episode that almost got a bunch of people killed, and he was very much like, okay, take a moment. And she does that at the end of the episode, and she figures out a solution, because I love that she basically sped up in, like, the Speed Force time so that she'd have more time to think through the problem and then it only appeared like a second or two had gone by, but for her it had been a lot longer and she really thought through what she was going to do and then she went and did it. I thought that was fantastic. So she learned her lesson. So yes. I like Nora. Yes. I am so, not
3: a Flash. The way a lot of people are not Supergirl fans on this show, I am not a Flash fan, but I do think Nora is terrific. She's a terrific addition, so I she she makes me go, okay, fine. Like, I, I will keep going, because I am just... Well, just yeah. watch her oh, parts. Wait. Fast
0: forward the rest; it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom,
3: you like Nora too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, I really like her. You know.
2: um, yeah, and you're right. The Cisco but...
0: bits. What was he depressed about? Something I forgot. Oh, the breakup. He's losing was, his girlfriend. The, the, the but that was the episode Gypsy. before. That was the episode before. Was his breakup? Was with it? it just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but
1: he's still he's still moping. He's about still it. mopey. Yeah, all right. And we and we also got the new Wells. Oh uh, yeah, Sherlock what is his name? Yeah. Sherlock.
0: Sherlock. He's yeah. so pretentious and annoying already that I'm
1: just like, can we get regular Wells, please? Seriously. Yeah. Give us something, your, give something real Wells. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that he, he gets to play all these really bizarro versions of the character, and that's fun in small doses. Right. But if you're going to have a Wells who hangs around for a period of time, he really ought to be someone that the the audience doesn't want to strangle. So, right. Yeah, I, 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 really hope that they decide against having him there for the long term and find another version. Yes. Because I or like give Wells. Us
2: prime but, Wells.
0: Thank you. Please. Yeah. Some kind of way, do some experiment, blow something up. I don't care, but I like regular Wells a lot. But all these other versions of him make my head hurt. Okay, let's move on. And most uh,
2: of them stink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about Black Lightning. And what happened in this episode? I'm oh, to
2: geez. Uh, the meta played by cousin Pam from the Cosby show is helping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. You went around the corner to explain that one. Uh, but that was like, how do you, that is not the way you approach a teenager in the street. Is like, Seriously. I was like, what is she doing? She's like, yes, I was looking for you. I'm your therapist that your parents got for you. And I decided to meet you in the street like this. And I was
1: like, that's terrible
2: oh She's... and i'm gonna put you in an alternate reality Yes,
1: yeah, exactly because and... that isn't gonna freak you out in the slightest oh my god i thought
2: her reaction to her parents was very realistic yes she was not happy
1: i thought it and... was appropriate yeah I, I, I thought it was great because hi honey I... we sent this stalker therapist after you <laughs> like, yeah i don't all... think so all it's of
0: for that your own been... good yeah all of that was a terrible way to introduce her to her therapist But, I mean, once she actually started doing the therapy, I thought that was fine. I was like, okay, we're going to get her to learn how to control her powers. All that works. Um, I'm not the, oh, the stuff in the hospital or the pods with the mom. Oh, with Lynn
2: and and the kids?
0: Yeah. uh, Her storyline with the, oh, who's the, he's the bad guy?
2: Bill Duke. Thank you. He's the
0: actor's name. Bill Duke, I don't know the character's name, but I'll call him Bill Duke. Oh, I like Bill Duke. Like, yeah, yeah, great. yeah, but I, it's I don't this like this part of the story because I feel like there's not stakes really. Like I don't believe he threatens her every week and she's a main character and he's not going to do anything. Or if he does, it's not going to go anywhere. So I don't I don't appreciate the whole
2: false stakes.
0: Yeah, between them. I'm like either work together or don't don't keep threatening her. That's just annoying. Uh, so I don't like that aspect of the story. Um, I do like the, the new principal that showed up at first. I was like, is he just being a real jerk? But then I thought about it from like his perspective and that Jefferson knew he was coming and didn't clean his office out at all. And, uh-huh. and I was like, that's some passive aggressive stuff right there. And so I thought that the principal was actually kind of justified in his attitude because at first I was trying to be offended with Jefferson, but then I was like, eh, nah, Jefferson's a little wrong. Um, and his point was, he was like, do you think the metal detectors are necessary? He was like, that's the entire reason why you got fired. So, yes. <laughs> it's like, this is why uh, I'm replacing you is because I'm going to put metal detectors in the schools. So, yes. And I was like, why are you having the same argument that you've been having all last season? So all of that just kind of was annoying. But the actual storyline where uh oh the daughter the older daughter uh
2: oh with thunder
0: yeah Yeah. with her trying to do her robin hood routine and then gamby being in on it i at least thought that was kind of interesting now that gamby knows about it i think it's kind of interesting her doing it on her own was kind of annoying and i also who wants to take bets that that preacher is totally pocketing the money (laughs) i hope not i i he feels shady to me you know, actor, yeah, I, he... I
1: would not I would not put it past because, I mean, they you know, they kind of recycle various tropes and I would I would see it going there. Well, it's just that, hope, that he just I he just is coming is up with that.
0: I know, but he just keeps coming up with numbers like she's like, well, how much is it going to take to do this? And he's like thinking it's like three hundred thousand to do it. And like most preachers would have a problem with her showing up with big cash, you know, big bags of cash of money. And be like, where did you get it from? Do you need to confess a sin? And, like, she, he's
1: not asking any questions. And I— just, and it's clearly coming from, from, like, drug money. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but and, and his only response is, well, but wait, there's more. He's like, but, yeah, I, I need, need more of it. money. Like, that's yeah. all he's
0: saying to her is how much more money he needs. And I was like, I'm getting bad vibes off this dude. Like, the first time she brought the money, it seemed right. But like by the third time, I was like, uh, are you checking to see if this stuff is actually getting done? You know, so I think that's going to be the thing is when that building that he's supposed to be buying with that money doesn't get bought. I think that's going to be when she realizes this dude is is tricking her, which would be crazy for him to do considering he knows what she can do. Mm -hmm. So he better come up with some more lies, but I feel like that's his plan. He's going to keep lying to her.
2: Um, what do you think of the scene between Tobias and Painkiller, with the, with the match and the?
0: I'm not sure why he like. I didn't understand the point. I, I felt like I was Painkiller. Like, what are you doing? Like, I I mean, he's trying to get him to be obedient, I guess, but he was already obedient. So I'm not entirely sure what the point was, other than getting him to burn his hands. What did What did you think it was?
2: I think Tobias, I think Tobias is a is a sadist. And, well, yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean I I have quasi inside information but I best not. All I all I will say is I would not be surprised if there is a situ if if we get a little Romeo and Juliet West Side story action with Painkiller and lightning.
0: Oh, yes. okay. I thought you were going to say something else, and I was like, well, that's already obvious that that's what's going on. I yeah, thought you were about to I tell think, me something else. I don't know what uh, I thought you were I about to say. I think the way
2: that Tobias is treating Painkiller is going to probably make him amenable to other influences.
0: Okay, well, that should have been, okay.
2: Because <laughs> it's like, dude, you're a terrible boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right,
2: like, well. Don't abuse the new employees.
0: <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about This Is Us. And this episode was called Toby. And all the stuff with little boy Toby irritated me beyond belief. I wanted to oh, shoot come on. all the little boy Toby actors. I didn't like any of them. There
2: were two. Oh, they were fine. No, they Jeez. weren't. They were
0: terrible. They didn't make me think... They were to they, they 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 grow up to be Toby like that's the thing that's so weird about those guys because totally all,
2: disagree but that's, all the other kids
0: up. all the other kids I really feel like oh that's who Lullaby is yeah I didn't feel it for and, and it actually made me stop watching the episode at one point I had to come back and watch it later uh, but the rest of the story the adult Toby and going through his. <laughs> You know, his depression and not taking his meds and how that was affected. All that was good. I liked all of that.
1: Um,
2: I'm just glad that the the babies
1: survived because. Yeah. I I was glad (laughs) that they actually reached that point that we've seen before where they, they circled back to that little preview of the future that we saw oh, where right. you know, he's in bed and she sits next to him. And it's right. like, okay, we're, ba- we're past that now and we know nobody died. Right. So, good. We're, you know, we've done that at least. So there's this sense of relief, I think, that at least we've gotten past that hurdle.
2: What do you think is up with Beth?
0: Uh, she's lying.
2: Well, duh, but <laughs> just in terms of what's, what's going on in her, why did she shut down that interview?
0: Oh, you could tell, because when she was describing the feeling, because she was like, I built the company with this guy, and we did all this together, and now he laid me off. I think she's feeling this betrayal,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, I think it just, because I don't know if it hit her before that she should even feel the betrayal, but I think it hit her in the middle of that interview when she had to describe why she left the company, that all that betrayal just kind of hit her all at one time, so... And I think that's going to have, I mean, I've seen the previews, and so the previews, like, obviously that's going to have repercussions. But she's always used to be in The Rock, in the family, and I think she's about to fall apart. And Randall's going to have to be The Rock, which he's never The Rock,
1: between the two of them. <laughs> At all, no. But uh, that, that, that was one thing, actually, that annoyed me. Because, I mean, I it's getting to be the point where, my God, does nobody in this family not suffer from depression. Um, I like the fact that Beth was the strong person who was mm-hmm. steady and who could you know others could lean on and depend on. And now that she's falling apart too because she lost her job and I get that, you know, it's she had it for twelve years and helped build the company and all of that is terrible. But her reaction should be more like, well I'm gonna turn around and sue you, not i should be fall more apart. like
2: F, yeah, I'm, I'm with Alison on this. It should be more like F you guys.
1: Yeah. You what think, think, I give
2: think me
0: I think that that that's might be where she gets to but sometimes, especially the first time, speaking from experience, the first time you get fired, it's shocking. And you don't know how to deal with it. And it feels like you you failed and you're a fail. And then it takes a while to go through that and see it and be like, oh, maybe I didn't fail. Maybe there's other things going on. So, I mean, I understand this is her initial reaction. I'm not saying she should stay this way. But I do get... Especially if this is the first time she's been fired from something that she thought she was excelling at, that her that's her first reaction. So I'm okay with it. Oh, there was something else in the episode that actually made me cry happy tears. What was it? I was I just remember when the episode ended, I was I was a little misty eyed. Uh, what was the last plot <laughs> storyline? Oh, was it about Kevin, um, Kev- Kevin oh. and. Kevin
2: talking to uh, Charlie Robinson.
0: Right, and she told him about the silk and the pillow and all of this. Mm -hmm. Though I do feel like having a brother who was black, he should have been a little more keyed into some of that stuff. Because he's seen it firsthand, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of felt like he might have been like... I don't think he was deliberately obtuse. I feel like they wrote him more deliberately obtuse than he should have been.
2: He's he self-involved. He's always, he always been self-involved. Yeah. That is true. And we've seen him at three different ages being self-involved.
1: <laughs> so that didn't bother me. No, I could I totally believed that.
0: Okay, all right.
1: He's getting But better I mean it's now. not it's not a malicious self-involvement. No. It's just no. he just doesn't notice things. And I mean as soon as she explained it to him and all of that he was he was like and he was trying even before he understood what it was he was responding to by getting her. Well, actually, he got her a satin pillow, but he meant to get her a silk one. And um, <laughs> you know, th- it was it was like that kind of thing. He's trying, right? So yeah, he heard her. True.
0: He heard her complaint, and he did something that he thought would fix it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: without actually even understanding why. And I think that's sweet. So yes, he got points. He got good boyfriend point- points. On he that. did. All right, uh, let's move on. I still think the episode was overall a thumbs up because This Is Us really doesn't do bad episodes, but it wasn't their best episode. How about that? Uh, next up, I want to talk about All American, which apparently I'm the only one watching, and I want all of you guys to watch it before it gets canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, All American is a combination of Friday Night Lights and The O.C., but with black people. Okay, so... The premise is that there's a football player in high school who lives in uh in Compton and uh this guy who's also a football coach from Beverly Hills who also grew up in Compton sees him playing at a game and then there he scores this great touchdown whatever he's playing great and then there's like a drive by in the middle of the game and it inspires him to try to recruit this kid and so it's a very much a fish out of water kinda he has to take the bus from Beverly Hill or from his neighborhood to Beverly Hills to go to this school, but it's gonna give him the opportunity to be recruited by, you know, bigger teams and whatnot. And of course the other football players all resent him because it's basically saying that they're not good enough and their team hasn't been winning. They've been losing consistently. And the coach brought this kid in to help them win and there's all of that storyline going on. Um which I really like the whole... And what I also like is they... Even when... They actually get to him to the point where he moves to Beverly Hills. But what I really like is we don't leave Compton behind. Because every weekend he goes home to see his family. And he still gets drawn back into the drama that's going on there. So he's got like two different storylines that are happening in both places. And, uh, and I'm not sure if this is a red herring or not but they have put out the idea that part of the reason that the coach recruited him specifically is because that coach and his mom used to know each other and so now they're like is that really his son so that's like they haven't answered that question yes or no but they've put that out there as a possibility um and i'm not sure which way i want it to be like he obviously knows him and cares about his mom. But I'm not sure if I want him to be his son or not. Mm. But anyway. It's really well made. Extremely well acted. The kid who is the the new recruit from Compton. That actor I've never seen before. But he's phenomenal. He's really, really good. And Tay Diggs plays the coach. So... And Everybody else I've never seen before. Pretty much. Uh, but then they've got, you know... And they try not to make it obvious like racism is why half the players like him, but they have a little bit of that in there as well, or else it wouldn't be, I guess, realistic. Uh, but they deal with a lot of different issues. Uh, one of my favorite, actually, is in the episode that just aired, and I'll tell you this real quickly, which is uh, Tay Diggs' son, who's the quarterback on the team, he's... He's mixed because uh, Tay Diggs marries this white lawyer, and Tay Diggs never had the "What do you do if a cop pulls you over?" conversation with him because he grew up in Beverly Hills and never really had to apparently deal with it. But when they're dri- he drove the kid down to Compton and he's driving back and they get pulled over because they're driving a really nice car. And of course the kid that we know knows exactly what to do when the cops pull him over, which he put his hands up, put him on the counter, did all the thing, yes officer, did everything he's supposed to do. And the other kid's like, I know my rights, you can't do this, I blah blah and he's like arguing with the cop and he's like, What are you doing? And then they both end up getting arrested because he talked back to the cops. Uh and he's like, My mom's a lawyer and she's gonna sue all you guys and they just like about beat the crap out of him. Um Because he doesn't know how to deal with the police. And they have this really cool conversation where he's like, why did you never teach your son what he's supposed to do? He's like, my mom had this conversation with me when I was eight years old. And he was like, well, I thought we moved to Beverly Hills and had all this money that I had more time. And it was just really kind of poignant. I thought that was great. Anyway, that's all. I think it's a really well done show and you should give it a shot. All right. Next up, uh, we're going to talk about how to get away with murder. And Allison, you talk because I just rambled for ten minutes.
1: <laughs> um. Well. uh God. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened in this particular this episode because we, we've we missed a bunch of them. Yeah. We, we but used, this one was I the didn't court. Talk to. This one was the fourth yeah, one court with, the,
0: with with the with the with Nate's dad, and they're doing the trial. And I like that they start the episode with the autopsy of the trial. She's so like, "Where did I go wrong? What are where yeah. are the steps? Where?" And I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: I like that they they kind of lead you to think that the trial is already completely over at this point, right. point. and so you think, "Oh well, you know, it's she's lost, and all that happened." Um, I I don't know. I the the show used to be. A lot better with their courtroom stuff in that they used to try to avoid the the cliches of the the person confessing on the stand or the you know the the jury falling for the you know absolutely beautiful uh descriptions by the person on the on trial you know it's it's and now they're they're leaning toward those tropes and while i i thought the performance of of the actor who plays um the the dad was great and he was very affecting when he was on the stand um it's still it was like you know at that point i'm like oh yeah of course she's gonna win and and of course she did and it's 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 just starting to feel really kind of cliched to me. And I liked that they tried to avoid those in past seasons. And it seems kind of sloppy to me that they're doing that now. Okay. All right. But, and then the... there was all the stuff with Bonnie, of course. Oh, that was good, though. I really... The stuff with Bonnie I like. Yeah, I really
0: liked all of that stuff with Bonnie. And I liked that she talked to her boyfriend and they're actually... She's not keeping secrets from him because she thinks he might be, you know, the one. Uh, Let's point out Creepy Frank watching uh, his ex-girlfriend have a conversation with a new guy who actually sort of looks like her old boyfriend. Um, I did notice that. I was like, hmm, they look a lot alike. That's kind of weird. She goes for a type. She has a type, apparently. But then I like that part of it was she realized that Frank was lying and she was just doing her own investigation. So I thought that was cool. I like all of that. Like she, the courtroom stuff, you're right, was the lamest part. But I think that everybody else's storyline was really interesting.
1: And, yeah. I, I, and I was not... also relieved to discover that her sister was not her identical twin. Because that's where <laughs> I thought they were going with this. And it was like when she opened the door and it's a different actress, I'm going, oh, thank you. But they did that's say it. they
0: were a couple years apart. They did say that. When she told the story I... about her dad, she was like, I was... I was six or I was five and my sister was six or something like that. So I guess I
1: forgot that part, but because I thought that that's where they were going and all the stuff that we've seen with the blood and then, you know, the, the person who she's possibly killed is, Oh, that's just her evil twin sister. So, <laughs> like, no, that, never even, that. that never even occurred
0: to me because they established that that wasn't her identical sister earlier. So it okay. never even occurred I missed to me.
1: That part. So uh, I was just, I was just relieved to discover that that wasn't the case, <laughs> but it funny. does make me wonder what's going on. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's not going to turn out to be Oliver because they do this kind of misdirection all the time. And it better not so be you, Oliver because I love Oliver. I love him. And I, that's the thing is that's, I, am sure that's, that's where they're going is that, you know, they're trying to make you think that that's who is, who has died. And or it's uh, Nate because she had Nate's phone. Yeah, but I don't know that she would get that obsessed. You know, when when they show Annalise breaking down and howling at the moon, um, I don't think that she would have a reaction like that. And she wouldn't have Nick. that. Re- she wouldn't have that reaction over Oliver at all. Yeah, uh, no, that's what that's that's partly it too. I think that it would have to be something like not that she's crying so much over someone who died, but crying over the person who did it, and and that's what she's upset about. So I think that maybe bonnie is responsible but who ended up dead we still don't know
0: Mm, okay i hate when they do this where you're like it's not so much you know who who got killed you have to figure that out and i find that annoying and they do this thing where they show everybody so you can eliminate people one episode at a time you eliminate a different person that it could be Mm. and oh my god when they showed what's his name uh with connor's mom Asher.
1: Oh, yeah. Asher was having Asher. sex with
0: Connor's mom. I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, really? Come on. Oh, Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about legacies. And when I say we, I mean everybody but me. And we're only going to do this about the premiere because I'm super curious to hear what you guys think. And I'm going to start off with Peter because he hasn't talked in a while. So what did you think of legacies? Be honest. Brutal. I'm okay. I can take it. Also, because I didn't work
3: on this episode. <laughs> so um, Well, it's, it was interesting to me because um, I, I would say that... This might sound a little strange as a comparison, but I like to compare things. I would say I liked this more than the pilot for The Gifted. And I would say I liked it uh, maybe a little less than the pilot for uh, The Magicians. And to be fair, The Magicians, because those characters are older... You know, it can be a little more violent, a little more sexy and stuff. And that might just be more my taste, you know. Um, But I got to say, like, as a person who hasn't, I haven't seen the last couple seasons of Vampire Diaries. I only saw the pilot for the originals. So I honestly didn't know too much about what to think about this, you know, except that I had heard that it's another kind of Hogwarts. It's just, you know, Hogwarts, X-Men, School for the Gifted, except that now it's, you know, vampires, werewolves, things. Uh, But I was, yeah, I I actually... I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I think it was a pretty solid pilot. Um, I was a little mixed at first. Wait, we always forget. Do we talk about spoilers or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was a little mixed at first that, so, you know, because this is, is it Julie Pleck? Is that the person yes. who makes The Vampires? Yes. Yes. You know, because this is kind of a YAS, you know, CW show. Of course, there's the the normal kid, and he's the person who seems to be falling in love with our lead character, Hope. And then they have a kiss and everything. And by the end, you realize, oh, my God, he might actually be the bad guy. You know, and, and he might have stolen this precious dagger. I did roll my eyes a little at that. I was just like, ah, oh, really? I was like, I was like, really? It's but I have to say, um, like one of my favorite episodes of Vampire Diaries, which is, I think, the finale of season one, which is when you realize that you think you're with Elena and, you really and the were, entire time yeah, it was Catherine. Catherine. Right. right. So, I kind of felt in this way that's sort of what she did here, where you see it's a certain kind of person, and by then you realize it's the other. And the thing that I really liked, this is so weird because, and Tom can maybe chime in because this is technically not the best screenwriting thing, but, you know, screenwriting, you don't usually depend too much on VO, on narration. However, I have to say, you don't, you don't, you don't. I mean, there are exceptions, you know, Sunset Boulevard or whatever, and Fight Club, but whatever. But in general, it starts with her saying something like um, the school I go to a lot of people think of as villains you know vampires and wearable well the Michaelville she was
0: talking about her her family where the Michaelson's oh, her family she's like
3: and that's really just the point of view and I kind of liked how that opening by the end she kind of twists it around to like you know I, something about like I'm gonna catch the, I'm gonna catch him and I'm gonna be the villain in his story and I was right. like oh that's kind of nice like I, I do like that um, so yeah I thought it was Good. I mean, like, I don't really have any major complaints. Like, I well, thought a it, quick, mean, yeah, quick question: I, What did you think I, of
0: I, of of Hope?
3: I liked her. I thought, you know, I had heard that she was a little just okay when the show in the wait was she on Vampire Diaries original? She, she
1: was on the original originals,
3: Originals. But I thought she was a solid bleed. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think she was terrible or anything. um Yeah, I thought it was good. Again, I can't. I don't want to overhype this and be like, "Oh my god, this is the best show ever." But I mean, I was, I was was like, "This is pretty fun." I was like, "Yeah, I'd watch the next one." You know, like,
0: okay, I want to hear from Tom. He sounds like he's got negative, negativities. Let's hear you, Tom.
3: Dude,
2: I, I didn't watch it.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, come on! I've been
2: (laughs) over, I've been over this universe for a couple of. For years.
0: I'm gonna have to talk I to you. I think the last
2: season I watched of vampire diaries Was like four or five. I'm I like, know, oh.
0: but this is a brand new show and also I'm working on it. Come on, I need eyeballs.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't get me canceled, man. Uh, All right. Al-
0: Allison. Well, did, did Allison see it?
1: Yeah, so Allison, yes, what do you think? Did. Go ahead. Um, I I actually liked it more than I was expecting to. I never saw vampire diaries. I was uh, you know, I watched what? the originals. Um, so I'm familiar with her character and all of that. Um, I, I was expecting it to be more juvenile than it turned out to be. So I was very pleased that it it was a little more, um, adult considering that, you know, the, the ages of the characters. Um, hope is a little bit of a disappointment to me i mean she she kind of was in the originals but then in that she wasn't the lead character so i was okay i think the actress at least so far i mean maybe she improves as the series goes on but right now i think she's she's kind of limited as an actress and she's less interesting than than a lot of the supporting characters that they've brought in like the two sisters, Oh, i definitely uh, yeah i like I think the our, two sisters our, Absolutely. really interesting particularly the blonde one i think too, the, the yes. actress who plays her is really good and, and her character is is kind of fascinating so yep. i'd like to see more of that you'll um, see more of
0: the twins twins are definitely good yeah,
1: yeah yeah i, I, I do I like them. them and uh where the 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 bad guy is concerned or uh landon mm-hmm. i guess the character's name was That's um right. i'm not i'm not sure that he's an intentional bad guy i think that he he went and took something because he thinks it's valuable and he's on the run. Um but and and, and oh, let's face he, it I mean he was taken prisoner so I can't really fault him for wanting to get away but I I don't think that like he deliberately set the bus on fire at the end. I think that that was an, a function actually of the the blade noticing that it was being tracked and before uh, cuz he he kind of looked surprised when he pulled it out, it didn't look like he was wielding it. It looked like something was happening that he didn't understand. So oh, you might be right. I, I don't, I don't know that he's, I, I think maybe he knows more than he's let on, but I don't think that he really understands what is going on. I don't think he's an intentional bad guy. That's my take. And
0: I can't say anything. All right. <laughs> um, I, uh, okay. So your favorite, char- both of your favorite characters are Lizzie. That's interesting. Huh. I was really thinking that people weren't going to like Lizzie because she just had like these big, she's so big, you know, her character's such a, you know, she takes up everything in the room when she enters the room and not
1: necessarily in a good way. Um, and so she's kind of. She's kind of the the, the supernatural Blanche Dubois Um, And I think (laughs) if she was played by An actress who who was less Talented she would be Incredibly irritating but I think that she's Pulled off by uh, A person who who knows what to do With the character and makes her She's uh, as big as Her character is and Theatrical as she is she knows how to bring Her down and make her a person too Okay
0: I will not comment one way or the other, but I'm I'm glad to to hear that. Um, and then I'll tell you guys off off podcast who my favorite, least favorite, and all that is. Yeah. I'm interested to see what you guys say, but I don't want to say it here. All right. Uh, yes, everyone watch Legacies, including Tom, because if you don't, I'll lose my job. That's important. Well, at least set your DVR, Tom. Set your DVR, yeah, and hit play, and leave the you room. You only get credit
2: if you actually watch it. On I the
0: know. I, you that. didn't hear that last part. I said hit play and then leave the room. So do <laughs> something else. But but set your DVR, man. Our ratings were okay. Our our overnights were... We got 1.2 million in the overnights for our for our premiere, which is not terrible for the CW, but it's not great either. I mean, we're doing better than All-American, but... More eyeballs would be amazing. If I can't count on my friends to watch my show, who can I count on? <laughs> All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Titans. And uh, this was episode four, I want to say.
2: Episode three.
0: three. Okay, three. that I was wrong. <laughs> the, one th- the thing that I know inside Scoop, which you guys don't, is that this episode was actually a combination of two episodes. It was episode three and episode four, Got what? put together. Yeah, they put together two complete episodes and mishmashed them and made one episode. So one episode, like half an episode, got thrown out out the window. And I could tell. Yeah. And I think part of it was I knew it when I was watching it, and I could see it, which is the 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 flashback storyline of. Robin, what's Dick, Grayson. His name? Dick Grayson, as a kid, like that storyline didn't fit with the Starfire Raven on the run storyline. Like I I felt like usually when you do flashbacks, it's because we're spending time with that character and those flashbacks are relevant to what that character's doing in the present. But it was really odd. We were doing these flashbacks, but we were in the present, we were with Raven and with uh Starfire. Well, actually, I thought it I thought it, it kind of worked, worked well, though. I worked didn't think well did think it Well, because you're basically
3: seeing what it was like for Dick to have someone like – for Dick to be a wild kid and then to have someone like Bruce Wayne, and she doesn't really have anybody. And, you know, she's basically up against the wall with this possessed mirror thing that's inside of her. So I thought it – yeah, I mean it – yeah, it was – I did not know that it was a mishmash show. I thought it worked.
0: Nah, it Um, bothered me. Well, I didn't like Um, the flashbacks. I didn't like the flashbacks with Dick – Creation as a kid
3: at all. Yeah, okay. Um, my, actually, my problem was more um, with it's not just Starfire, but it's sort of, I can use the example with Starfire, but it might have been more in the episode, which is that it's, a, it's one of those things where the character is running into people because she's like, oh, I need to find this girl, Rachel, and, you know, why do you need to find her? And of course, she doesn't know. Because and the script tired, says so.
0: <laughs> I'm so, so tired
3: of them. I'm just like, oh my god! Like, I'm like, I hate when like these people can't just have a conversation. So Starfire can't say everything exactly. I'm just like, oh come on! Like that's the stuff that drove me crazy more than the yeah. Flash, Dick Grayson. Um, How
0: come nobody when they get to her her little storage area, they're all looking at the pictures, and nobody goes, "Hey, what's this really big thing in the center of the room?" Like, there was this big, like, tanning bed thing. Yeah, there is that weird and It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. the center of the room, and nobody <laughs> opens it, and nobody goes, hey, what's this thing? This looks weird. Well,
2: obviously, obviously, a dark-complected, you know, amnesiac needs to tan.
0: Right. What the? Like, nobody goes, this is odd. It's just Dick Grayson walks in the room, he sees it, and he goes, oh, look at these pictures. And I'm like, what about the thing in the middle of the room? Why is nobody talking about that? <laughs> And she oh, never like she never opened it either. Like, she walks in and she doesn't know. She's never seen this room before and she's looking around. And she doesn't open it and go, what the heck is this thing? Like, that bothered me more than anything else.
3: I still think the show is having a problem with um, balancing its, its wanting to be basically Watchmen-esque. And it's like, you know, we're serious, DC, with some moments of levity. Like, the scene you're talking about, she's like, you know... How did you know where I was? And I'm like, dude, you took his car. The car probably has and GPS. And yeah, right. And he says, he goes, "There's an app for that." And that's, I think that's supposed to be funny because that's right. a line that people say nowadays. And uh-huh. it doesn't land at all. And I was like, this doesn't land. Like, uh, it's things like that where I'm like, hey, it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, look, I'm on the third episode, so I'm still watching it. But like, I'm. I
0: don't. Well, I'll, don't I'll tell you know. this: dude, I feel I, better I, about I not just... paying for it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: just
2: question, uh, okay. I question the wisdom. I've probably said this before, but it bears repeating. I question the wisdom of having both of your female characters not fully self-aware. Because make one of them... I mean, if you have one of them as an amnesiac, fine. But the other one, in the comics, Raven knows exactly who she is and what the deal is. Always oh. has. Starfire always knew where she's from, what she could do. And... I think they're ooh, we're trying to be edgy and different, and again I've said this before. I really wish they had not, i I don't blame them for going this direction with these characters, but it's so it's edgy for the sake of being edgy, and they don't they didn't need it's it's so unnecessary you right, know, the, I, whole, we, I, the whole point of Robin partnering with Batman back you know eighty years ago was the fact that Batman needed to lighten up and needed somebody for young dealers sorry young readers to identify with and yes Bat uh, Dick Grayson left Batman you know their partnership dissolved it was not the most amicable breakup but th- it's just like you know because we can say F Batman we're going to have him do it you're 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 putting the result before logic of how to get there well, it's and weird to me because... Oh, well, go ahead. I, I know these characters. New Teen Titans, at the height of its popularity in the 80s, was as popular as the X-Men. And for them to to take these characters in such interesting... in such dark directions, it's not a complete
3: violation, but it's just unnecessary,
2: you know? All
3: right. I, here's All the right. thing I want to ask. Um, and, um, Allison, are you watching it or no?
1: I downloaded it, I haven't had a chance to watch them yet.
3: Because I know that you and Libya have watched the new season of Daredevil, which I haven't. I've seen the first two, I haven't seen the new season. But it's interesting to me, why, and I guess I would pose this to Tom and Libya if Allison hasn't seen it yet, but why is the violence and the edginess in Daredevil, why does that work and it feels too forced in Titans?
2: Because it's intrinsic in his character.
3: And, you know, Daredevil... Well, but I don't know anything about Teen Titans. So, to me, maybe it is. I've never seen Teen
2: Titans I agree. I I have never seen it either, so... But the problem is, it's not intrinsic to these characters. And and they're
1: they're trying
2: so hard to be edgy like the Netflix shows, but the Netflix shows work because those are who those characters are, intrinsically, who they were created to be. Now, granted, Dar- Daredevil's gotten darker since, you know, the 80s when uh, Frank Miller's run than he, ever, you know, than he was when Stan Lee and the other dude, uh, he, I'm blanking on his name, created him. But the Titans were never intended to be, you know, whether they were teen, new teen, or just Titans, they were never this dark. And it's just smacks of, we're being edgy for edgy's sake, because we can you know why does the dog lick? It? Why does the dog lick itself? Because it can.
3: Interesting. Okay. So are you? Well, wait. So are we all going to keep watching? I mean, I'm watching because I, I. I will. I prepaid oh. for. 50. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I prepaid for a
3: year and got
2: three and, months and free. DC, so. get,
0: silly, silly, yeah. you guys. And
3: DC, <laughs> please get your app fixed so I can watch. Seriously. Them on Apple TV. Yeah, because like, um, that was the, annoying. The, the like, young man um,
2: needs to continue watching Static Shock, and he can't now.
3: Yes, um, but yeah, no, I I'm still watching it. You know, it's a really weird thing because I agree I agree 100 percent with what Tom is saying, but it's weird because I don't really blame any of the actors. I mean, I think the, the kid Robin's a little bland, but I mean, the like, actors are fine. And
2: and you know, the thing funny. is, I don't know what
3: I it mean. Is. If, like, they really wanna Robin, if
2: they really want to do Rob, if they want to do Dick Grayson accurately, he's like the man whore of the DC universe. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was engaged to Starfire briefly. He and Batgirl dated for a while. It's like he, he, you know.
3: Oh wait, I got a question for you guys, and I think Allison. Well, but Allison in Titans isn't Gotham? Because I've never seen Gotham. Isn't Gotham kind of violent and dark and edgy? Yes, it is. Gotham it is, is terrible, though.
1: <laughs> no, I would, I would not say that at all. I would say it maybe wow. started out terrible. You haven't, if if you haven't watched the recent seasons, then the, you're missing. The, out. the
2: problem is the the very premise of Gotham violates. The concept of when Batman appears, all the crazy criminals come out to have all the crazy criminals come out when Bruce Wayne is still a teenager. That doesn't make any no, sense. No, but they, they
0: actually have them, their origin. They're starting to, Wait, they I... haven't fully come out. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. No, we're not getting off on the Gotham tangent. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, I think we're all saying we're going to keep watching Titans. Next up, we're going to talk about Sabrina. When I say we, everybody but me, mainly because I did not watch Sabrina, much to Peter's chagrin. Can I take the lead on this one?
3: Surely. Please do. Okay, so I've been very excited about Sabrina. One, I'm a fan of Riverdale. I like Berlanti's shows, even though I don't love The Flash. I do, in general, like all the Berlanti-produced shows. Um, I never really saw the Melissa Joan
1: Hart.
3: I mean, I think I've seen clips of it, but I don't really know too much about the 90s. Show or whatever I had heard Good word of mouth on on this show But the one thing I heard From both reviews from reviews I'd read was they're always like Well it starts off a little Overstuffed but once you get over that Hump it gets really really good And I guess my thing Would be and Libya can attest to this Because I've been very excited about this show for a couple weeks I hope that's true because I Really was kind of mixed on the pilot Like I didn't I did think It was kind of tonally weird and I did think it was overstuffed, and I, yeah, but, but because I'm hearing that the show gets really good, and it is the kind of show I like, you know, Teenagers and Supernatural and stuff, um, I will keep watching. But, yes, I was kind of mixed on this, which is a little disappointing You gave me, me so much um, crap
0: about not watching the pilot, and you didn't I did, really like I, it. I,
3: well, I'm not going to like it if I have problems with it. I mean, I don't. I mean, I have issues with it, but, but I'm
0: still going to keep watching.
3: I know, but anyways, with the amount I'm of curious, crap I'm...
0: you gave me for not watching it is insane. Well, for no, the pilot to wrong. be just like, a, okay. I, 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 yeah. will, I will furnish the
2: flip side but, okay. to Peter. Okay. I watched the pilot. It's very well done. It's very Riverdale-esque. I
0: don't and like Riverdale, the, but just so The, the
2: only reason I watched as much Riverdale as I did is because my former student, who's now Painkiller, recurred on Riverdale seasons one and two. It's just not my jam. Um, it's it's interesting. Karen and Yeah. Oh, I like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
3: Mad she's, good. Yeah. She's, um, yeah, yeah. she's good.
2: She's She's good. The dude who plays Harvey was was Austin from Austin and Alley on the Disney Channel. He. I mean, it, it's it's a good cast, especially Hilda and yeah, Zelda. Yeah, are, Hilda yeah. and Zelda are Miranda Otto from the Lord of the Rings trilogy, as well as uh, yeah. uh, the uh, Eddie Candy for from World. Wonder Woman. But it's just not my jam. I just and it's so dark. Oh my gosh! I mean, if anybody who watched the silly '90s Melissa Joan Hart sitcom turns into this, they are going to short circuit because this is not that show at all.
3: Well, I'm fine with that. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, okay. But um, well, uh, wait, question: so Alice,
1: you know... Allison,
0: saw it too. Okay. What, what did you think, okay. Allison?
1: Um, well, I thought you know, I I don't have that much to really. Associate it with because I did not read the Sabrina comics. I didn't see the earlier sitcom. Um, I know that it has the its origins in comic books, and I think aesthetically, uh, that's what they were going for with this series. I I managed to to get to episode four with this because I thought we were going to be. I thought we were all going to be talking about this a lot more. Um, But uh, and and it has that deep saturated color and mm-hmm. exaggerated like character yes. vibe yeah, yeah. going with it, but um, you know, my problem with it kind of is is that it's 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 a weird tone that the thing takes in in the sense that your protagonist characters are all witches, and yet at the same time we're being told that you know they're all devil worshippers and they do mm-hmm. eat. and and I, it's like that seems just like they the two don't go together normally if you have protagonist characters who are witches or warlocks or whatever it's like harry potter it's you know or the magicians they they make them good characters they they you know don't say oh well they're satanic and yet at the same time we're trying to balance both those things and and they don't really mesh it's like how am i supposed to feel about these characters are they good guys are they bad guys um i mean really what (laughs) <laughs> How am I supposed to feel? So uh, I I don't really get that. The the actors are all good. They have a fantastic cast, uh-huh. but it's it's just that I I don't feel like their their characters are very well fleshed out. I mean, there's they they, they even gave her um, Sabrina a familiar as uh, they gave her a black oh, yeah. cat, and um, I, I read somewhere that in the comics the cat talks. And in this, it doesn't. And it's like, it it sort of eliminates the whole reason for her having a familiar. I mean, it just kind of hangs around and it's a cat. Wait, it kind of talks? No, it doesn't talk. It it it, it When it was in demon form, when it was in goblin or demon form, it it like said, I got the message from you and I'm here. But the second it turned into a cat, it stopped talking. And it hasn't started since.
3: I thought it would go back and forth.
1: No, that's what I thought, but it, it doesn't, and, and the character has really no character. It's just kind of hanging around and being a cat, and it's like, well, what's the point of even having that character there if it's not going to really affect the storyline or communicate in any and way?
3: And at the um, very least, that cat should have a martini glass like, like
1: your Facebook picture. <laughs> at the very <laughs> least! <laughs> I All think right. a little booze would have helped, you know, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, I think that there's, there's a bunch of ideas floating around here, but the, at least up to episode four, which is where I am, am on, they haven't really gelled into anything yet.
0: Well, okay. let's, can we All wrap right. this one
1: up? Can we wrap it up? Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Daredevil. And we're only going to talk up to where Tom is, so I'm going to have Tom lead the discussion because I actually don't remember the last thing that happened in episode eight. So I want to make sure that we don't give you any nope. spoilers. I'm, I'm I'm a little over halfway through this. Just tell what's the last, season three. What's the last thing?
2: I, I'm actually in episode eight, so I haven't finished episode. So eight. what's the last um, thing that happened? The, so we don't the, tell the, you the ahead. Big, <laughs> the big thing is that Foggy has figured Foggy has figured out what what uh what kingpin's up to um daredevil avoided being it has formed an uneasy alliance with the fbi agent and um and what's his face uh um point dex is going cray cray
1: dex Dex is going cray cray i was about
0: to say he was going cray cray
2: the whole series that does not help oh no but he's in costume losing it in his in his apartment
0: oh okay um so what do you think of the show so far? What's what's making I'm, I'm you digging, cruise I'm it? digging
2: I'm digging season 3. Uh season 2 did not quite work for me because part of the problem was Electra.
0: Yep, and, I agree.
2: Um I I dug all the Punisher stuff, but you know, the backdoor pilot for the Punisher series, but the Electra stuff didn't work for me. And this is you know, now that Kingpin is back in the uh in the focus of being the big bad, you know, and he's, he's the grandmaster chess player. I mean, his, his little, the head king, the head kingpin that Daredevil keeps hearing in his mind is right. It's like, you can't outthink me. You can't outbeat him. (laughs) You're kind of screwed, dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's the thing is he's, he's always like five steps ahead of them. Every time they think that they have an advantage, they're like, we're going to do this thing where we bring in this guy who stabbed him, and he's a witness, and we could bring him in. It'll be great. And no. (laughs) It's like he anticipated that you were going to do all those things. And he has, I mean, when they, I love that. Oh, wait, that's a different, never mind. Sorry. (laughs) I was just about to say something. What episode are we on? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, that happens later. Spoiler well, alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I love the fact that Kingpin is not just a big, strong guy that can beat you to a pulp, which he can absolutely absolutely do, but that he's been he planning... He can murder you with a car door. <laughs> he's been planning this for a couple of years, and so he's way ahead of everyone. Um, And I just, I love that. I love that about the story, and... I I really liked um, Daredevil with the nun and she's, you know, he's all about how he doesn't believe in God and he hates everything. Mm-hmm. blah And, and I like that. She's just like, okay, Mr. Self-Pity guy. And she's just, uh, she's coming at him with everything she's got and it's kind of getting him off his butt. And I, I like all of that stuff and getting him to try to work, work through his stuff. And he's already, what's Daredevil doing at this point in the story?
2: He's uh he's allying himself with the FBI agent,
0: the uh Nadine. Oh he, he gave Nadine. him yeah, did he give him the phone or something or
1: they're talking now, to how the, you said Tom, you said you were only part way through the episode. I mean I'm about only how, part
2: I'm only partway through episode eight.
1: Yeah, so I'm trying. Right. I'm not so, sure what that means. <laughs> because yeah, because the thing is episode eight has a bunch of surprising things happen in it. And so I don't know where, since you aren't all the way through it, I don't know what to discuss because I don't know what you've seen. Um, But but there are, I mean, there are a bunch of things that happen in it that really let you know exactly how much of a mastermind Kingpin is. is. Right, and (laughs) I think the thing is, I think he's one of like the the best crafted villains that I've seen in any series, really. Certainly Daredevil, but uh, you know. It, across the marvel verse i think he's one of the best because he is so complex he's he's brilliant i mean he's he's unhinged and How, and violent that, has he tried he, to get his painting back yet tom do you know what i'm talking about
2: he's asked for his painting back but we oh, okay. haven't seen it return, okay that
0: but... conversation was awesome that, amazing that was amazing. a really awesome conversation I don't know what I'm. I'll ignore that the, I'll
1: ignore the fact that the painting could not have existed when they said it was made. Yeah. But, um, but besides that, it was rabbit it was in brilliant. the storm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and the the they give it a provenance that's way too early for that style of painting. But um, aside from that, the story behind it was was fantastic, yeah. and it also let you see this this side of his character that is more than you really see for most villains exactly you know there's a part there's this weird seed of decency in him that that you just is totally unexpected and and goes back to I think this first season where he actually did see himself as the hero which Mm -hmm. he doesn't anymore really he's accepted his position but I I, there is that that little bit of conscience that little that little bit in there and, and it, it comes out in surprising ways and it's what makes him a, a three-dimensional character well yeah. plus
2: D'Onofrio is totally committed to the performance so oh, he it. yeah. it I mean just you know his physical presence his, his charm, his malevolence his ability to shift from one to the other in a blink of an eye mm. or the raise of an eyebrow <laughs> it's like dude <laughs> I mean what a great role for him Everyone I really knows. hope and I don't know if this will ever happen, because in the comics, Kingpin is also a Spider-Man villain. And I would love if, once they sort out, you know, Infinity War aftermath, yada yada blah blah, if we could get Kingpin in a Spider-Man movie.
1: That would be awesome. I would totally see that. I could absolutely <laughs> see that movie.
2: I've I've got the new uh, the new Spider-Man game for the PS4, and. He's one of the first bosses you fight. And yeah, he's it takes awesome. you a while to take him out. Oh yeah, he just, keep, he yeah, just he, keeps he, coming back you, at you himself, and he sends his thugs after you, and you just have to wear him down.
3: Well, yeah, Libby and I had a discussion about that, about Kingpin, because of the Spider-Man game. That, like, I mean, technically, he's he doesn't really have a superpower, but he's really strong. He's really strong, and he's really smart, and he's really <laughs> smart. Right? Well, yeah, and he's really smart. Um, yeah, I got to catch up on Daredevil. I do. Hear you his- do. I thought season yeah.
2: two was okay. So. Yeah, but three he, is way better. Three way so is so much
0: better. Three so is
2: reminiscent. Three is reminiscent of one.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap this up. So we're saying Daredevil, definitely watch it. Oh yeah. Give it a go. All right.
2: I plan to be done by this time next week.
0: Excellent. Yay. All right. If you guys have any questions or comments, send them to TV Campfire or gmail.com, Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Weednopless, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.